Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Excellent, Connor. Cool as a cucumber today. Mm. That's true, that's true. He's saying this because I am a bit stressed. I'm after coming straight from work, and I was like, oh no, I'm panicked. Sean, I won't make the exact recording time we've chosen. And I was like, it's 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 fine. We, like, we do this online now, it's weird. <laughs> but I thought we only had the studio for an hour. Oh, and it's, all, it's paid in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I said, this is Movie Mondays. We didn't do a Movie Mondays episode last week. Well, we did a very special Lazarus Pitch show that meant that there was two whole weeks of news My all gosh. clogged up into what? Oh, this explains um, the stress levels. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's easy for people who don't put the show together to not be stressed. Yeah, look, I'll be honest, Movie Monday is the easiest part of my week, Connor. <laughs> yeah, you like movies, you like doing nothing. <laughs> put them together. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But look, it's a format that works. You spent the week gathering all of the movie news. <laughs> Uh, and I, much like every other show on this podcast, have done the bare minimum, if not less. But that's okay, because, Sean, we're starting with th- this week with a studio that have not done the bare minimum. Now, segues are getting, Fuck. apparently they're strong on joint stress you, days. If you call attention to the segue, it doesn't work. It stops the flow entirely. Every time, I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, so, a few weeks ago, well, not a few weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, Um, A little trailer dropped from a small studio known as Marvel Studios. And we're not going to finish on this trailer because it's not that big. But it is um, an interesting trailer to watch because Marvel put out... It's a little bit of a teaser trailer and also kind of like a thank you to phase one to three. And then uh, showing us what's coming up in phase four. And the main thing that stood out to me was we've seen some Black Widow. We've seen mm-hmm. some Shang-Chi, but this was our first official footage of The Eternals, Sean. A movie not a lot of people know about. And so I thought it'd be no. interesting if I took this opportunity to maybe ask just no. just once, Sean, Guys. just who exactly are The Eternals? Fuck, it's been months since he's asked. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And what are The Eternals? Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that that's the phrase. So, the Eternals. For those of you that don't know, they're um, okay. The Celestials experimented on early humans. Those Still branched. Lost me. You're gonna have to go go I've deeper. I said eight words. So <laughs> they branched off into Celestials, regular humans, and Deviants. Uh, Deviants are people like Thanos. They're bad and fucked up. Celestials are basically gods. They've been around all of human history and they've been incorporated into myths and legends. They're also 
a cast of very attractive people to cast in a movie. Oh, just the most attractive humans. They're gods. They're gods, so they have to be like, which is basically what celebrities are, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> not to us, but to like people. No. The, so yeah. it's, we don't see a whole lot. It's really like just some teaser footage and show like, hey, here's this cast of people. They're in a movie coming up. Um, I, I I like the look of it. Um, we do just see them all standing around in regular clothes. Uh, that is something I was going to ask you about. What is the, like, if they're gods, is the idea that they've come back, is it going to be like a tour version where he's out of sorts and he comes to Earth and they're all going to be on Earth just in normal clothes? See, they're not really a fish out of water type thing because they've just integrated within every human society that's ever happened. Um, okay. And the myths, the myths have a life of their own after those Eternals move on, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, they could quite comfortably be living in, like, you know, 2023 or whenever the MCU is at this point. I think what they might have done is they might be doing, like, a, a press conference. Because, and here's the thing, you can see a camera. Right. You can see a camera in a reflection, and it's pretty obvious. So, now look, probably Marvel just forgot to edit it out. But, <laughs> what if... No, but they don't normally do something not to properly either send you the wrong direction or send you in the right direction. It's kind yeah. of up in the air. Yeah, there's no real accidents. Um, so, no. like, I think what might have happened is, like, after the snap, all these Eternals reveal themselves and be like, look, we're here to help. We've been doing our best. We feel it'd be best if we had a public face or something oh, like that. Maybe. And and then, of, I mean, of all the public faces, put forward Richard Madden. Call it a day. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, we didn't see any of Kit Harrington in the trailer, and I'm really excited yeah. for the Black Knight. I think it's going to be class. But is would he be seen as maybe? I don't know. Will he? Will he be kind of seen as he's off in the corner? We don't see much of him, and then the big battle at the end happens, and then the Black Knight comes in and fucks some shit up. Maybe it's that, yeah, and maybe it's like he's the conduit by which we see, like, oh, here's how they acted in the past, like in medieval times, because he has this whole connection to his ancestors and all this shit. This this movie, by the way, not only is it being directed by Chloe Zhao, who she, a, a very talented lady. But, Oscar winner um, for being cur- talented. Current Oscar winner, <laughs> which I think would make her all right. I think that's a pretty decent one. Pretty good to direct a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have one, and I'm pretty decent, so I think she's maybe a step above. <laughs> but she's directing it, and this movie is apparently meant to span seven hundred years. So Class. the movie is going to span 700 years and is directed by her, by Chloe. So what, what that means is apparently they went to Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige and pitched this idea. Like she went there with this idea that I want to do the Eternals. This is before the Oscar win. Mm. She's like, I want to do the Eternals and I want to do it over 700 years. Which if you're Kevin Feige, you don't do that unless... It's the greatest pitch of all time because doing any movie over 700 years, you run the risk of losing people. I mean, like, this is a bit fucking shit. It's all over the place. Yes. And and this is another thing that, like, it's an added level of risk for an already, like, quote unquote, risky project. Because we've said it, that Eternals could be like the Guardians of the Galaxy, where you take all these characters who aren't really known in like the public eye, in like general, um, ge- general public knowledge, and you propel them to be like the biggest characters um, in the franchise. But now they're doing it, and now you also have to sell an audience on. Oh yeah, it's like seven centuries of story condensed into two and a half hours. I love it. I love that idea. But it is a hard fucking that, that sell. Meant, but but the, that meant that to sell Kevin Feige on that. You have got to be... She must have known every single point of that plot. From start to finish, all the things in between. Because mm-hmm. there, if there was one plot hole, he'd be like, no, this is too risky. We can't do this. But she must have had every, walked into the room thinking, I've got this fucking nailed. Nail the absolute pitch out of it. And then think, well, now we're doing an Eternals movie. Out of all the movies Marvel could do. And I saw a report before we started um, recording that Eternals 2 is in the works. 
So Fucking they are confident right. in this, man. Especially because of the cast. Like, they're paying out big big books for Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington, yeah. Salma Hayek. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a serious And Barry Keown. And Barry Keown, big shout to Bar. Right? <laughs> but we think he's going to be the big bad, don't we? Druig, yeah. Kind of, not, not, like, kind of like a bit worse than Loki. And um, he's like like a shit house, like a shit house, yeah, like self interested shit house. Um, mm. That's Barry Keoghan. Okay, <laughs> the man, and well, also sure in the lovely. film. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Irish. We have to back him up. Um, but yeah, I just think this could be really good. Also, we have been calling Angelina Jolie um, as part of the team. We have been absolutely naming her wrong. She's actually going to be playing Tina, so she. Not um, Cersei, as we thought. No, we thought, we thought for the last months and months, and I think we even discussed this on the show, but like we just assumed that she was going to be Cersei because you cast Angelina Jolie, but she's going to be Tina, who's a, a fierce warrior within yeah. the team, rather than... Um, yeah, I, and I think... And Richard Madden is the leader, which I think is a good spot for him. Yeah, he's Icarus. Yeah, Icarus. And so he's kind of the leader of the team. You also see um, Lauren Ridloff's character... Uh, Macari? Macari, is, is that how you pronounce it? Macari, I always pronounce it. I've sorry, only ever seen Maca- her written down. Macari. Um, she is the gift of super speed. Mm, she's so, like a speedster kind of character. And you see that in a, a small moment in the trailer. Like, she speeds in from the side. And I I was like, we've seen loads of flash shows, but for some reason I was like, oh, yes! Oh, yes. <laughs> speedster! <laughs> for yeah. one moment! And we've seen speedsters in Marvel. Um, but, like, yes. something about this one, just like, oh, this looks cool. Um, I w- do, after, do you think this sorry no I was going to say about after um, like the Eternals footage that we saw we got the next like the coming slate of movies yes as well at the end yeah. of this trailer and uh, then you had um, you had Thor Love and Thunder you've got Spider-Man No Way Home Doctor Strange into the, uh, in the Multiverse of Madness I mean that is a strong uh, goal over along with Black Panther 2 Captain Marvel 2 yeah co- I mean couple of name changes it was it's now Black Panther Wakanda forever and yes. the Marvels uh, the Marvels is Captain Marvel 2 we will come to that by the way oh right okay. the show. perfect um, but yeah so that is the the Marvel trailer that dropped and Fantastic uh, Four we saw Fantastic and, uh, Four logo. Yeah, and just this small little movie called Fantastic Four that we will also talk about. Or, Sometimes I know what's coming up, Sean, and I just don't want to even delve well, into it'd be it nice before to be we included, get to it. You know, I'm just saying, what if it's Captain America Four? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest bait and switch of all time. <laughs> Captain America Four, and they already told us about it, guys. We're doing an Iron Man Four, <laughs> bringing him back. Shane Black is back. <laughs> Barry Keown is playing Tony Stark. Oh, you could do it. I think, I think, I think he's good enough. Good enough. I think yeah. he's good enough. Um, so, Sean, last week also uh, was a little day called May 4th. Oh, yeah. Now, on that day was um, some things to do with nerd stuff. Is it Star Trek? Well, what's, Star- what's the one on May 4th? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy- Star- Stargate Atlantis? Is that the one? <laughs> Battle um, Star Galactica. It's Star Wars. Battle we Star all know Galactica. Star Wars. <laughs> and we're going to run out of properties. No, I was thinking the bit is wearing thin. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of three went to six. Um, so, what the news I have this week is because May 4th came around, of course, Star Wars always like to announce some big news in the either on the day or the week that the days afterwards and the news is that there are multiple Star Wars animated movies rumoured to be in development at Lucasfilm Sean multiple excellent multiple animated films Um, right the last one um, I I feel like animation in terms of movies the last one was the Clone Wars yeah in terms of like full feature length movie Um, Mm. and then they've gone into more series as like Clone Wars, the series, Rebels, and now we have The Bad Batch as well, which came out on May the 4th. Do you think that a lot of things have been talked about about Star Wars fatigue over the last few years, and they might also have something to do with uh, Palpatine just being back? But somehow, somehow happens. So he just turned up, he just rocked on in, we were like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Thought you were dead. He was like, I mean, but, McDermott, I can't die. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is, if there's Star Wars fatigue, do you think an animated 
like an animated film will bypass that is kind of what I'm asking here I think I think it's more targeted because you're targeting the people who really like Star Wars and the animated Star Wars stuff um, especially now that they have the avenue of Disney Plus um, where they can just like it's there and if you want to watch it it can you, you can um, I don't know if it'll go if they'll all go to cinemas is the thing but imagine they did Imagine even one of them did, because the Clone Wars, I think, went to cinema and it made like $70 million or something mm. in like 2008, something like that. Yeah, it, it, that was really weird, though, because you had Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and then you had Star Wars, Clone Wars, which was the TV show. Yeah, and they were weird. They were airing like at the same time. And I remember thinking I was like peak Star Wars fan at that point, And I was like can I just watch the show and it's the same as the movie but cut up into 22 minute segments like mm. I just it, it, it was a bit of a weird um, launch that it had um, I don't know if it has the legs to have a full cinema release for an animated Star Wars movie I'd love to be proved wrong but like at the minute I think they're doing really well with their shorter episodic series is yeah, but they, Lucasfilm have a way of seeing what they're doing well and then going the opposite direction to what they were doing. Or they, yeah, or they, like, they lean too heavily into it all. Mm. Uh, they're going to do a 22 minute movie. But, like, do you remember when uh, we had all of those, we had Solo, a Star Wars story, and there was about six other projects announced, like, announced, yeah. like the Boba Fett film, another Solo story, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Yeah. yeah. And. It, they just dropped them all without like pause. They're just like, no, we're, we're done. We're just going to focus on uh, one project at a time now. They made that announcement. And it feels like they're kind of slipping back into, oh, well, Marvel's putting out four movies a year. So. <laughs> but, and I suppose they're all under the same umbrella. So the guys at Disney are kind of like, Marvel are putting out four movies a yeah. year. And you're her other biggest pro- money bags property. And we kind of need you to start picking it up, lads. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar in a way to what happened like in the 80s and 90s, where you had all this these weird Star Wars projects that just kept cropping up, like the Holiday Special and the R2-D2 and C-3PO cartoon that was running around. Like, yeah. they're just, they're going into every avenue and they're seeing if it sticks. I feel like it's an element of that as well. It's a massive risk, though, like, to put out an animated film in Star Wars. I would actually, you know what, I think it'd be cool. I think they should try one and see how much money it makes. And look, if it's padded, just put the rest of it on Disney+. Plus. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But go, go for one cool one, and you can go as mad as fucking possible. Like, you're always talking about, um, is it Revan? Darth Revan. Who, yeah, I was just going to say... Do a Darth Revan film in animated form and go batshit insane. Go full into it. Yeah, because oh, with, with revenue as well, because his whole thing is that he's, he was a fallen Jedi, basically. So you could do three animated films about Revan. One, his rise as being the best Jedi. Then his fall is happens at the end. Then the next film, it's him as the best Sith. And then the third film is all about his redemption. Yeah. Because he went from good to bad back to good. Yeah, and I think I think that's it. I'll be honest, they all blur together <laughs> a little bit. He's just so many turns. Just so, it's, it's, it's tree-faced Revan, we call him. <laughs> he's, he's constantly like, yeah, I'm going to... You know, he constantly pulls out the chair for you, and then just before you sit down, he pulls the chair out from underneath oh, you. fucking Charlie <laughs> Brown and the footballs here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, now Revan, don't do it again, right? I've tried to I'm kick this ball serious. four times. Oh, for fuck's sake, Revan. You're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> joke's on me, to be fair. I trusted you again. I will admit, that was on me. Um, I just think, where do you go? Like, Do you do it off familiar characters or do you do it off people? Do you use the animated films to try out films, Star Wars movies about characters we haven't yet met, rather than doing animated films about Obi-Wan, is what I'm asking. Yeah, and I think do it for characters we've never met. Um, The reason we have Ahsoka Tano, who's one of the most popular Star Wars characters, is because of an animated Star Wars film. Mm. Like, she was introduced in The Clone Wars. 
Yeah. So, I mean, DC do that all the time. Like, the DC animated uh, movie branch, like, they constantly, in terms of Justice League or with Batman, they just throw shit at the wall. Yeah. And they... And look, if one of the movies is bad, it's grand. It's gone straight to DVD. But if it's good, people are like, oh, fuck, this is a character people like. Let's put him live action. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like, even if there's a couple of bad films, if you get one Mask of the Phantasm out of it, like... Or Under the Red Hood. Like, Under the Red Hood is there, and since that movie came out, everyone is just like, put out a Jason Todd Under the Red Hood film in live action, for God's sake. Yeah, so I I think there is is definitely a space for... I don't... I don't think it would do as well as a live action Star Wars movie. But no. th- but then again, I'm basing this off of like the Clone Wars and how animation was treated back then. Now we've had like, you know, Spider-Verse and all of the other amazing like superhero related animated movies that have come out. And like it's you can do different things now. Like you can properly yeah. make it an experience. Yeah, and you can go all in, and I think people will take it more seriously. Like, back in 2008, the two genres that superhero movies were changing, but, like, really, it wasn't until, like, all the... Marvel really started gaining traction that superhero films and animated films, people were like, oh, yeah, Pixar do them. Pixar do them, and yeah. then there's Batman movies. That's okay. But, like, nowadays, if you put one out, and put it out on Disney Plus as well, and see what happens. I mean... People like Star Wars. People aren't very hot on it at the minute, but people like Star Wars. So just try it out, and if it's not good, then we're like, okay, well, it's just an animated movie. But if it is, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And like you have that space to tell stories where you don't need to commit to, here's the next Skywalker. You know, you can just tell a fucking story. No, I think we should do next Skywalker. Let's let's do another one. The final last sta- Skywalker for definite, guys, we promise. Episode 10. I s- no, I promise. Like, this is the last one until he has a niece. Har- maybe or a nephew. Or maybe or a cousin he doesn't know about. Harrison Ford's in this one. <laughs> He's Skywalker. <laughs> um, so, we're going to move on to the news of Fantastic Four, Sean. And I have a bit of an update that is a rumour. So I don't want to go all in, but it does go along with thoughts that we've already had. And that is Fantastic Four Talks, rumoured to be happening with Emily Blood and John Krasinski. Sean, the rumour mill is going wild that these two are currently being tracked out by Marvel Studios as top of their wish list to play um, the characters of Fantastic Four. Right, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I think if they weren't considered... They would absolutely be missing a trick. Um, mm. Like, it just makes no fucking sense to not consider them at this point after the amount of online campaigning and everything that's gone on to get them these roles. Um, but I hope Marvel, and I think they do, like, their casting is unreal. I hope they have the balls to say, no, you're not right for this project. Right, okay. I Look, I in terms of, like, looks and chemistry... Yeah, I think they'd be very good together. But if it doesn't fit with the story they have for Fantastic Four and what they need those characters to be, then don't shoehorn them in just to please the internet. I I do understand that, but I also think that Emily Blunt has already actually turned down the role of the Invisible Woman. She turned it down in um, February, I think, or March. And that was just because that she didn't want to sign on to a multi-picture deal at that time. Because Emily Blunt is a very busy woman. She's mm. all constantly just starring at all these new projects. So maybe she doesn't want to be tracked out to, like, you have three films. You have to do no matter what. And Marvel only really give out those kind of contracts. But um, the latest rumours is that maybe that she can be actually turned around. She's kind of come back around to it. And I think the main drawing point would be if... As simple as it is, but if John Krasinski thinks I could play Mr. Fantastic, she might eventually think, you know what, I could sign off for three films doing movies with my husband because we could just hang out and then it's just a lot easier rather than me being on one side of the country and him being on the other. It just makes sense, especially because they're two perfectly cast people and everyone is after it. I suppose it's all just down to them themselves, the two of them. No, absolutely. And like, don't get me wrong, I would love to see them in the roles, but... Um, not at the cost of making a good film. Uh, I also think, God help him on that fucking press tour, because every question will be, what it's, what's it like to act with your partner? It's like, I've answered this no, 400 because, times. Uh, 
but they, but they've already done a quiet place and a quiet place too. So I don't think those questions could already be asked. Uh, Although actually, it's a press tour. It's a press tour. They're definitely going to be or, there, like two, two questions. One: What's it like acting with your wife? Is there any pranks on set? Two: How do you get so buff? Yeah. <laughs> Why you're so muscly? <laughs> Why did we keep Billy Elliot as the thing? Um, <laughs> Jamie, you're back in. Yeah, His agent is like, Jamie, they're looking for the thing again. He's there gluing rocks to himself. <laughs> I've been waiting. The, 2015, uh, they said. The thing about it is, though, like, Reed Richards, most of the time in the comics, is a bastard. Yeah, and I don't think John Krasinski can play a bastard. No, I think he's he's too nice a man. Name one thing. Well, he's kind of a bully in the office. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. He's constantly bullying. Constantly making snide remarks and looking at the camera. I don't like it. How about the... Okay, how about this? You have John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. Okay. You cast Rain Wilson as Doctor Doom. The thing. That's <laughs> the thing. Because <laughs> he has to be mean to him. Just, yeah, just has to pick on him the whole time. Solved. Problem solved. There's also another rumour that if um, Emily Blunt doesn't want it again the second time, they're still thinking of Krasinski, but they're also going to look at Jennifer Lawrence playing Sue Storm. But I don't know if she would sign on for another multi-picture deal with a superhero film. Yeah, I think she might have been burned with X-Men. But she wouldn't have to put any makeup on in this. Like, blue makeup for six hours. She doesn't even have to fucking be there on set if she doesn't want to. She's invisible. She's an invisible woman. It's fine. (laughs) Just put a few force fields up, call it a day. Just put on the invisible makeup there, Jen. You'll be (laughs) right. Oh, Jen, classic Jen. It's just like an empty chair. There she goes again. Always at things, that Jen. But the... uh, look, Look, I think... I'm more excited just to see this movie because mm. they, they have to get this one right, don't they? How can they get it wrong, though? I mean, not in terms of story, but it can't be any worse would be my going my going in feeling is like, 2015 happened. We've reviewed it on the Lazarus pitch, Sean. Yeah. I re-watched that movie and I remembered how bad it was. Having I just been like, wow, this really falls apart <laughs> after a good 15 minutes. It's just, yeah, it goes to shit so quickly uh, that this one, and even like the other two, which are like serviceable for the time. Uh, Second one, not so much. First one, maybe, I suppose. But like, I just feel... You know everything not to do going into this one. You have mm. you have the most money you've ever had to cast someone in this project. So just you've unlimited money. You've unlimited money. You've you got Disney books. Um, so mm. just do it right this time, please. And not, but I think they will. Like it's in the MCU now. So and the worst it's going to be is Tour the Dark World, which is still better than 2015 Fantastic Four. I would say. I I think so. I think so. Tour the Dark World. I haven't rewatched that in a while. I'm like, I don't. Is it really that bad? <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to something actually that involves those two actors again, Sean, because oh. a little trailer dropped um, during this week, and that was for A Quiet Place Part 2, a film that was meant to come out last year and has been pushed back to this year. But, so what they do is now they have to put out a new trailer because they have to remind everyone that this film is still coming out. And so A Quiet Place 2 trailer, the final trailer has come out before it debuts this month in cinemas. Sean, you've watched it. What did you think of this trailer? I, when I, when you told me that we were going to be talking about this trailer and I needed to watch it, my initial reaction was, I feel like I've already seen so much of this movie. Like, I can't see that scene of them panicking in traffic again. Um, okay, but watching it, it's a really nice take on it because it's just it's literally John Krasinski his first experience of something weird going on. Um, he's in the store, just something on the news, classic trope, um, mm. and then it's a montage of a series of shots setting up the conflict of the film. Um, 
Which Did I, you just describe every trailer? Yeah, I just described the trailer, guys. So <laughs> buckle in for some analysis. <laughs> Eventually, he's going to have to actually talk about the trailer, <laughs> not just trailers as a whole. No, but that's the thing is that this trailer it, it's a really good it does a really good job being a trailer because I still don't know the ins and outs of the plot. They haven't amazing Spider-Man this, where I know roughly that look obviously at the end of the last film some things went down they had to leave the farm uh mm. they're looking for somewhere to stay um em- emily blunt in this looks fucking ex- like just like she has a singular goal which is i need to get somewhere safe so i can fucking rest because i have had a mental last few hours <laughs> Because I've had a bad day, lads. A fucking bad day. And, and like, so they go and they find Gary Oldman. They're looking for shelter there. Um, I think. I think it's. I what I. This is what I want to say. Do you With say Gary Oldman? It's fucking sorry, Killian Murphy. Gary uh, Oldman. I was like, did this movie get Gary Oldman in as well? He's got <laughs> a cast. What am I thinking of? What's Gary Oldman in? That's a post-apocalypse. You. Batman Begins is Gary Oldman and Killian Murphy. Is that the link? Uh, Gary Oldman is he is he in Planet of the Apes? He is. He's in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He plays a very similar wow. character to what Killian Murphy is playing. <laughs> Come with me, you'll be safe. Oh no, now I'm dead. <laughs> oh no, but yeah, um, I think this movie is going to be told partly in the past and partly in the present. Um, oh, you think? I think we're going to have a fair few flashbacks to John Krasinski getting everyone out. Things that he teaches them in the past will solve problems in the future. Yeah, I think that's a really good show. Because yeah, the whole thing is going to be like, your dad's not really gone, he's always with us, that kind of deal. Yeah, so bullshit like that. Just yeah. get to the monsters. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Don't make noise. We get it, right? Jesus. Um, no, I think John Krasinski, although he's he wrote the film, the first one, he directed it, I think they always had to have him in this film. So that is a good shout that you have some flashbacks. He teaches them some things and then they're, it's them surviving in the future. Which... I think it's very interesting, but this movie does break our one rule, and we've talked about it before with this film, that it gives us an origin for the big monster, if mm. we know what happened. And I don't like that at all. I love when the monster is just a monster, and we just be like, jeez, that's a monster. That's probably the bad guy. <laughs> it's killing a bunch of people. Alien style to Prometheus. Not a big fan of that either. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like trying to explain the Cloverfield monster. That'd be a fucking stupid idea. Ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, look. I wonder how in-depth the origin is going to go. Like, this film surely won't go as far as... Emily Deschanel, Emmy Blunt, fuck me, I can't think today. <laughs> Emily Deschanel, Bones. Bones. Bones in this. Bones and Gary Oldman, double team. <laughs> they had to have been in something together. We'll figure that out later. But yeah, Emily Blunt and the alien, they're not going to have like a conversation about each other's goals, are they? <laughs> That's the last scene. <laughs> it's just them sitting down on Letterman. Now, <laughs> right, the two of you... <laughs> <laughs> the letterman's in the middle. <laughs> he's doing a Netflix special. He's trying to get those ratings. So he's just like, now, Emily Blunt, you've had some problems with the big monster over here. No, John's Tell been fine. How- he's been lovely to act with. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that this movie could be really, really good, which would be so impressive for a film that really didn't deserve not deserve a sequel didn't warrant. need a sequel yeah it didn't yeah it didn't didn't warrant a sequel a what it done was perfect for that first film it's amazing um if you haven't seen a quiet place go watch it i don't i'm not a fan of horror films in general but it's like it's just tension at all time you're just on the edge of your seat like the first 25 minutes there's no sound and then a waterfall starts and i remember being in the cinema like freaking out like that was the first time i'd heard noise in, in like life. half an hour and i was like what is this this is so loud <laughs> get, get this noise away so yeah like i am still excited for this film it's coming out in theaters only and um, that's something that was mm. announced and um, which i feel is going to be a thing that's announced for a lot more movies uh coming out in the future and um, that's like a theater only release and that's a selling point for it um uh, coming out at the end of the month will i go see it 
I'm not sure. I'm still a bit nervous about the world, Connor. I, well, Ireland is a bit of a difficult place, Sean. I mean, we are really bad. <laughs> we are, yeah, we're not doing great, lads. We're still uh, in lockdown <laughs> since Christmas. Yeah, it just slightly eased today. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good, Good job. job. We did it. We all did it together. Um, no, but look, I, I think this... If it's even like three quarters as good as the first one, it'll be a solid movie. First one on a budget of $17 million made $350 million. Oh. And so guaranteed they were going to do a sequel. The, the minute it made more than like $20 million, they were like, yeah, sequel. Yeah, this is this is profitable. Um, yeah. Look, we'll we'll wait and see. I hope it's good. The, the, there was a lot of like early reviews and they said it was quite good. Okay, well that, that's, look, that's that's a good start. Normally, sometimes the reviews are like, it's okay, that normally means it's quite bad. So, yeah. if they say it's good, it could be fine. Um, okay, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. This involves Superman. Now, uh, there's been a lot of rumours, a lot of talk about what DC were going to do about a different Superman. A Superman remake that was... Not going to be part of the DCEU, but it was going to be maybe perhaps like in an Elseworld situation or part of like the Batman universe. That's a fucking ridiculous sentence that you've just said. I hope you're aware of that. I can't even remember anything what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a whole bunch. Like it makes sense to like us and people listening. But try and explain that to anyone on the streets. Look, they did a Superman and they don't want Henry Cavill. He's busy doing The Witcher. They're doing another Superman, but they don't want to involve him in the previous Superman's universe. Good. Okay, so what's the solution? (laughs) So they're going to do a J.J. Abrams-led Superman film, but he will not be directing the remake as previously taught. Um, but he will be behind it because they brought JJ in to do a lot of um, Justice League Dark projects like um, Constantine and Zatanna and he's going to be working on all of them on HBO Max. But within its deal, they were also going to be doing a Superman film that they have officially confirmed they are looking for a black Superman um, to play, which... I read that, and me and you both know the same thing. Surely it's Michael B. Jordan, the man who cast himself as Superman last year to DC, and was like, I'll play Superman. They were like, we'll think about it. And now this new movie is happening, and if they don't cast Michael B. Jordan, surely they've lost their fucking minds. I mean, like... He has has the build down. Like, he looks like like a, you know, a peak human. Um, he's a superman he is a quite the superman I would say yeah. um, but like the thing about it like there, surely there's other actors as well even if it's not Michael B. Jordan um, I have have you seen The Good Place are you oh, sorry sorry can I just ask are yeah. you advocating the not casting of Michael B. Jordan and breaking the one sacred rule we have on this show I look Michael B. Jordan could play Sue Storm and we all know it uh, <laughs> but I just want. I just, he fucking would kill it. He'd kill it. He'd kill. He'd do fucking great. He'd never play Johnny Storm though. He's too good for that. Too good for. Oh no. Oh heavens. <laughs> he was good. The movie was shit. But look, uh, no. Honestly, Michael B. Jordan would be an amazing shout. I did see one that I really liked. Um, it was. Have you watched The Good Place on Netflix? Um, I have. Yeah. It's the guy who plays Cheedy in that. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. He would be a he'd be a. Re- I know for a fact he'd be a really good Clark Kent because he's just this like timid dude in that show. Um, and I'd love to see him like, you know, do the full Superman transformation thing. And do you think that um, perhaps them doing this? As much as it pays, we say I think this could be like a massive deal. I think it would be so cool. Like if you had this Superman and. Um, Robert Pattinson's Batman same universe like that would be so cool and you could just star again with like a younger heroes rather than like Henry Cavill gets a lot of shit but I think he's perfectly he looks like Superman I mean if you were going to cast cast. yeah if if you were going to cast every human being on earth to play Superman you just pick Henry Cavill (laughs) and just be like yeah you (laughs) play him Um, but I think he was done a bit dirty by the writing and the directing and making him sad Superman. And so you have a whole new chance to do this right. Do you think J.J. Abrams, maybe not directing, but being involved in the process is the right man to get this going 
in the right direction. I don't know because I'm not the biggest JJ Abrams fan. But J.J. Abrams. I do realise that like his name carries a lot of weight and it can get doors opened and it can get things pushed through. Um like it's it, it if having JJ Abrams on board in any capacity, whether it's writing or producing or whatever, if that lets them do what they want with this movie and not be pressured into let's add some jokes for no reason. That would be that. That's a really worthy reason to have him on board, and if he's interested in the project as well, fair play to him. I, I I just think this could be such a fascinating project to to bring in. And look, I know you're picking other people, but Michael B. Jordan. If he doesn't get it, I'm right. You're right. I think that's this fair. this is literally the easiest slam dunk you could ever make. Like Batista playing Bane. If Michael B. Jordan, if you're casting this Superman, just cast him. He wants to play the role, so, and he's quite good. Are you just fleshing out your dream Robert Pattinson Batman universe? That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to make a world's finest film where Bane is the villain. <laughs> My God, that's class, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Okay. Robert Pattinson, Michael B. Jordan, Batista as Bane. Give it to me, hook it into my veins. Jared Leto, Joker. Uh, okay, I'm out. I'm actually walking away from the project. <laughs> what, what if that was the stipulation that in order for Michael B. Jordan to be Superman, you had to accept Jared Leto as the definitive Joker in all media? <laughs> <laughs> And Jack Nicholson, Heat Ledger, and Mark Hamill just like, what the fuck, man? Come on. All right, doing my boy um, Joaquin dirty. <laughs> Joaquin. <laughs> um, and um, what's your man's name? Romero? Cesar Romero. Um, Cesar Romero. <laughs> the mustache over the white makeup. Um, I think that I would accept that <gasps> because I could just ignore him. Because <laughs> I, I've seen him in, I've seen him in Justice League at the very end. I just ignored him dead. I just forgot that scene even existed afterwards, and I think I could do the same. I think I could black it out just to get the rest of it. Okay, well, I'll make a call. We'll put that in place. Yeah, you you have a chat with them. You have a, you could actually probably ring them up. The DC are accepting all ideas. Yeah, I don't currently. take anything at this point. Yeah, JJ. <laughs> yeah, he went for it. He went for it. Okay. Um, so we are moving on to news that it's very interesting that we were talking about that Sean because this is Warner Brother news and this is about Joker 2 because confirmation this week that Joker 2 is definitely being planned at Warner Brothers after being taught to be maybe sort of it is now pretty much official that maybe director Todd Phillips is coming back Maybe Yakid is coming back. I'm sure he has to, because he's the Joker. He's but <laughs> they're going to be doing a Joker 2, which they say not one sequel, Sean, that we talked about, but it could Fuck actually off. be two. No. No, they're yes. not doing this. Yes. Is this because of Todd Phillips' proven success with the Hangover trilogy? He normally gets better with every, with every single sequel. Uh, yeah, the third one is the best, definitely. Mm. Um, that's a fucking thunderously dumb idea. Is it, this is again yeah. because Joker made a lot more than it cost um, so it's very successful but the second one you're, I think we said this in our Joker review because I was I, I, I think the Joker movie is like Grant I think it's it's fine you hate it with a passion um, I wouldn't say hate it with a passion I just don't understand its existence which well, is different that's how I feel about two sequels to that movie because yeah. what do you do in that? Like, it's not the fall I mean, of a, a man, or it's not like redeem. You can't redeem him. <laughs> no. <laughs> but at the same time, it made one billion dollars and earned Oscar nominations. And yeah. I mean, he won a Best Actor for it. Yeah, but surely that's all the more reason not to. Like, okay, and this is. Me being like an idealist, being like, let's just art, let have art be art, and you just do one of them. But no, it's like it's the machine, and 
it made a billion dollars and they're like well we can make another billion dollars if we do it again and they're like oh in 2020 we made zero billion dollars so <laughs> that's zero billions <laughs> that's less billions that's, we need more billions boys um, um uh, we noticed by the way that because dc um put forward just uh, other elements of what the studio was planning at the minute because of the whole jj abrams thing with superman and it was noted that projects such as the batman and joker will still exist as standard loads and will not be part of the multiverse that they're planning so Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be off on its own like the Joker but the report then mentioned Joker and its planned sequel will be a standalone so we know it's a guaranteed one sequel it could be two yes yeah it'd be weird to only do one sequel I think if you are going to do it fucking double down on the dog shit but it's not going to be like it it, it it's it's actually the opposite of like no sorry it's very similar to how I felt about A Quiet Place 1 that it doesn't warrant a sequel it's fine mm. to just leave that story there um, because you're gonna they're gonna smallville this and it's gonna be like 15 years later and the very last shot is fucking someone putting on a bat cowl <laughs> yeah, that's it because we know his parents died. We've seen we it. We saw it. I was never we- as happy in a cinema as when I saw those fucking pearls hit the ground. And I just Because I was wondering. I was literally sitting there going, I want to see, where's Marta and why is she not dead? Why is I this- want to see a dead body. Why are the Waynes alive? <laughs> That's, I'm just looking at him like, I'm so just, give me death of Waynes. I love death Waynes. love murdering Waynes. <laughs> Um, I think a sequel for Joker completely makes the first one immediately less cool. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't even understand the existence of the first one, but if you bring a second one, that to me implies that the first one no longer has that cool factor of like, we don't give a shit, we're just going to do this standalone film that's weird and we don't even know, we don't even care if you like it, it's R-rated, it's fucking edgy. And we're going to give it it an ambiguous ending for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, and then the, then it makes money. And they're like, now we're gonna make a part of a machine. Yeah, we're edgy. Now there's the formula. Here's all the phases <laughs> of planning we've gone through. <laughs> That's what punk rock's all about, man. Planning <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> um, so they are going to be doing a Joker too. Um, Yaki and Phoenix coming back could be great. I think it'll still it'll make loads of money, but I don't think there's. I don't even know. I don't think I'm the right person to ask this because I didn't even think the first one warranted to be to exist. Um, even though it's a good film, I well, I think Yaki Phoenix is amazing in the role. Yeah, I don't. It's and I think he's great casting. So I, I'm sure he probably wants to come back and replay a role that he won an Oscar for. Maybe, but also like maybe he feels done with that character. You know, like, and look, we mm. don't know the man. We can't speak for him, but I think like it, it's hard to get like the same performance uh, it's hard to capture that same magic in the sequel I think like it was it, we had that shock factor of oh this is the Joker um, this is the canonical origin of every version of the Joker um, and you had the the massive like PR stunt of like oh it's all rated it's it's fucked up it's ruining everyone's lives oh man yeah. and that like just made them even more money but you couldn't do that again you can't have the second one come out like this is gonna ruin society again, again. even though the first one didn't <laughs> but this one for sure <laughs> this one the first one just kind of let me let you know which of your friends were dickheads but now <laughs> now this one's gonna ruin society <laughs> just to let you know which of your family members are dickheads. <laughs> It's even deeper, man. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is another sequel, Sean. Nothing cool. but sequels. Our next, our last two stories are actually both sequels. But the first one is about Captain Marvel. And that is the fact that Captain Marvel will be getting a sequel. And we have the synopsis for that sequel, Sean. Interesting. Um, now, it is... it is. There was a name change. That, can you remember what the name was changed to? Uh, the Marvels. Yes, the Marvels. So they changed it to that and then they've brought out the official synopsis logline. So I'll read that out to you now. Marvel Studios' The Marvels will feature Brie Larson returning to the role of Captain Marvel. She'll be joined by... T- I I'm going to pronounce this lady's name wrong. Tionya Paris? Tionya Paris. Yeah, who was first introduced as Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. 
um, along with Iman Valadi, who will appear as Miss Marvel in the upcoming Disney Plus series of the same name. So you're going to have all three of them, directed by Nia DaCosta. And so all three of them will be in the one film. Sean, how powerful is that team and who, what villain could even face that? I'm really not sure. Like, that has to be... It, see, it's really weird because without knowing the extent of um, like how powerful they're making Ms. Marvel in this, um, but even with just Photon and Captain Marvel, that's an overpowered team. Like, mm. those two can do pretty much whatever they want. Um, so... I, I, I don't know. Do you do like, do you set it on Earth or do you go space? I think I think Monica Rambeau is set on Earth, really. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like, and I think Miss Marvel is also set on Earth. So Wait a minute. I think, go on. Secret Invasion. You think they're doing full Secret Invasion? Not full, but I think it's gonna. Uh, there's gonna be, um, scrolls. Like that, that weird splinter cell of scrolls that invade mm-hmm. um, Earth in the Secret Invasion series. I think they're going to be fighting a branch of them, maybe, in Captain Marvel or in the Marvels. Uh, okay. So it's like it's the best of both worlds. It's space and Earth. Right. Okay. Because the first thing I thought when I read that was like those three are too powerful. There's mm-hmm. like Thanos would not stand a chance against those three. So I'm interested to see who would. But if the scrolls are there, they could fuck with their minds, I suppose. Yeah, and maybe it comes down to it's not a power thing. It's a, uh, it, it, it's a, it, it's a like an endurance kind of thing. It's like you just have to be willing to put up the fight. And I think like the the point the first one with Carol Danvers was she she's learning to use her powers yeah. and she's learning to get to grips with them. But at this stage, we've seen her in Avengers Endgame. Like she's just as powerful as Thor. Like, she would just fuck anyone up. So, if you have Thor in the... But I suppose Thor, the Thor film has the same problem. Thor 4. Like, he's got him and um, Natalie Portman in it. And you've got... You could have Zeus in it now. Yeah. I mean, it, it could go a whole host of other ways as well. I think it's a case of once you're dealing with gods, it's a power level thing of who do you put them up against. Yes. And I've, I've been doing some Googling here. Uh, apparently, it's a character called Michael Korvac, um, is apparently the villain, um, who is born on the moon um, on, of an alternate Earth in the year 2,997. He's made what? He's made a cheese. Made a I cheese, said. absolutely. Because he's, he's born on the Earth, or on, on the moon. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so he's a, he's a cyborg man, and he works with computers and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, transported through time by the Grandmaster, played by Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Um, and uh, they're looking apparently for a Timothy Chalamet or Michael B. Jordan type for the role. <laughs> the, sorry, sorry. What are the two? What are the two choices? Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> soft boy Timothy <laughs> Chalamet, or Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Who is the casting director? Somewhere in that range. <laughs> I would just like you know a human. A human man, just generally, I'm thinking maybe between the ages of 10 and 80. (laughs) If he could have, you know, multiple limbs, ideal. Multiple ears, um, between the height of 4 foot 11 and 6 foot 9, just around there. That's kind of what we're looking for, it's very specific. Um, there's no other role in Hollywood the two of them are on the casting list like we want these are the type of people we need <laughs> yeah it's like they're they're nearly different genres of movie at this point <laughs> like I'm both amazing actors but there's no way someone's like we have it's come down to Timothy or Michael B. Jordan for this role My if gosh. we don't know who to cast for it's for the same part it's it's for Dune um, it's for June. Um, just to sum up um, that Michael Carvac character, by the way, I might do a Hero Zero on him at some point, but his power grid, for those of you that don't listen to Hero Zero, the Marvel power rating goes from one to seven across a few okay. uh, topics. Intelligence of seven, strength of seven, speed of seven, durability of seven, energy projection of seven, fighting skills of two. Fuck. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, He's pretty good. He was nearly able to overwhelm Doctor Strange. Right. Oh, see, Doctor Strange is more magic. Carol Danvers is more just, like, badass power. Like, and, lasers and cosmic and energy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, vague cosmic energy, other, as opposed to vague magic. <laughs> They're both vague, but different vague. Um, yeah, I think sevens across the board, except for one, two. That's pretty good. Yeah, like, it's, um, it, it, you might need three people on that. Because he's stronger than basically everyone we've ever talked about on Hero Zero, then. Pretty much, yeah, except for Squirrel Girl, who is sevens across the board. Yeah, she's the only one who's, like, invincible. She's invincible, she just always wins, that's her thing. Even Spider-Man isn't, like, he's, like, seven, five, four, seven. Yeah, he's up there in a lot of them. Um, What's Thanos? What's Thanos? Oh, that's a good... Yeah. Yeah, we need to establish these frames of reference, I think. It's like, oh, this is how powerful this character is. Um, let me just scroll through the longest Wikipedia page in the world. Uh, well, I mean, Thanos has been around a while. Thanos is uh, intelligence of six, strength of seven, um, speed of three, durability of six, energy projection of six, and fighting skills of four. So this That's guy without the him. gauntlet, by the way. Okay, that's... Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. But that, that'll show you how powerful the other guy is. Yeah, like it's it. That, that's the thing is that that's the nice thing about this system is that it does um, basically it, it's uh, anyone can be on that scale and it's just wherever you land. Um, so I th- I think it's it's going to be a nice team up. You will also have because we saw in one division, um, Monica Rambeau doesn't seem to be the biggest fan of Carol Danvers at the minute. Um, mm. So I bet it's going to be a thing of like. Um, Conflict, conflict, and uh, Ms. Mar- uh, Captain Marvel taking Miss Marvel under her wing, probably, and Monica Rambeau mm. is like, "Don't fucking do that. She's a bad person." Then they all learn to be friends at the end. <laughs> then they're all because they got to come together because otherwise they're going to lose. Ah, they need to fight as a team. They're stronger yes! together, like the end of Fantastic oh, Four, twenty fifteen. It's like the Megazord. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Sean just one more person could you just look up before we tell our yeah. last story is um, a man called Venom can you study can you look up Venom's power Venom. level Edward Brock here we go yeah uh, let me pull it up oh my god there's so many sorry anytime you just type in a character on the Marvel wiki it brings up every version of that character and okay. there's so many like one-offs where what if Wolverine was Venom like all this kind of shit so it's the longest page I've ever seen um, Eddie Brock where is he probably under E actually when you think about it yeah, d- uh, sorry were you spelling Eddie with a, a U I was, I was it was a silent V at the start here we go <laughs> number three <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was Leet speak so on the one to seven rating system for Venom here we go there we go. Uh, intelligence of three, uh, strength of four, speed of two, durability of six, energy projection of one, fighting skills of four. So, actually, it's so funny you mentioned Venom there, Sean, because our last story is the Venom trailer. What? Venom 2! <laughs> oh, God. For those that don't know, Connor, I, Connor watched this trailer before the show, and I got to hear yeah. his thoughts live, and my <laughs> God, I want to hear more, Connor. <laughs> So, um, yes, the Venom 2 trailer dropped and we have the introduction, the return of Tom Hardy as Mr. Eddie Brock and Mr. Cletus Cassidy being played by Woody Harrelson and because this movie is Let There Be Carnage. Now, you told me, Sean, you love Venom 1, so mm. you've been absolutely dying mm. for this movie to come out because you love Spider-Man. And I know you love, love Venom, he's power of that world. Oh, so, technically. <laughs> Sean, you have watched this trailer, and I'm, I've watched it, you've heard my opinion, but Sean, what were your thoughts on this I, trailer originally? I think I sighed through a lot of this trailer, mm. because it's just t- tiring. It's like, I know exactly what you're trying to do, but I hate it. <laughs> I, my first note is Venom is fucking cooking <laughs> and then, uh, then when, uh, the Venom is like me hungry me, me or yummy he keeps saying yummy. yummy and then I just wrote this looks fucking off <laughs> yeah it's that scene goes on for too long for a trailer way too long you've got two minutes in a trailer 
Give me all the good bits. G- yeah, give me give me the nice bit. It's I don't like this version of Venom, which I think is a lot of my problems with this trailer. It's just that, like, because Venom can be funny, but he's also fucking terrifying at the back of it. But I don't believe... And, and by the way, Andy Serkis is directing this. Good. We like Andy Serkis on the show. He mm. seems a nice man. Mm. But it's it just it it feels like really weakly written like they're not committing to any aspect of venom they want him to be a little bit of uh, of everything but also family friendly because he's pg-13 in this world and i don't like family friendly venom I mean, I don't like hero Venom. I don't like anti-hero Venom. I like Spider-Man as being the do-gooder and he's just trying to survive and he's coming up against this adult who has this fucking monster inside him that wants mm. to fuck him up. Yeah, like, and he does... Um, like, he, he is kind of a hero now in the comics, um, but he'll still do bad shit. Like, he'll still kill. Um mm. The, the the way this trailer is set up, it's oh, isn't it? Fu- it's an odd couple kind of thing that they're doing, or isn't it funny that Eddie Brock and the Venom symbiote are living together, um, and then Eddie Brock just goes to see Cletus Cassidy a whole bunch, which I think they changed the wig on him, by the way. Yeah, I did a different wig. Yeah, yeah, because it looks better. Woody, Woody doesn't fuck around with wigs. He's going good wig or nothing. Wiggy Harrelson, they call him. <laughs> Wiggy uh, Harrelson. So he's, it, it basically, they needed to do Carnage for the sequel. So they just put fucking Carnage in. Yeah, and it just like, who else do we have? We only have Carnage. And they're the only two characters people like when they're together. Fucking throw them in. We've got them here. And I um, I actually wrote, um, I am really thankful that the characters are two different colours this time. <laughs> What I will say is, the main thing that stood out to me about watching this trailer um, is, one, it looked awful at the start. I mean, you have a two-minute trailer. Just show me the good bits. But then that scares me that there's no good bits. Because I will say, trailers come out when films are not fully done. They're still working on the CGI. But I thought the CGI looked fucking hideous in this trailer. It looks really bad. And it looks about on par with the first Venom. That's why I'm thinking it's actually done. Because <laughs> it's about on par with the first one. And it wasn't really good then either. It's just... Like, watching all the, like... All, I don't know, the tentacles coming out of them. I was just... That just didn't look real to me. It looked like flubber. I I was yeah. just kind of watching it like, this is not very good. And then you've got the original odd couple with the two of them like, don't kill Mrs. Chegg. We're defending Mrs. Chegg. Well, she has no chocolate. We'll have to eat Mrs. Chegg because he's a cannibal. And it's just... It's more the of the same. Made, it's the first movie made $900 million. They were always going to do another one. But I just... I'm watching this like, this did not get me more excited. But maybe I'm a hater. Maybe maybe the fans of Venom will actually love this film. But from my point of view, I didn't really find the first one enjoyable. And this one I thought, this is more of the same. So then I felt that I didn't feel like this would be enjoyable either. Yeah, and I like I feel bad because I really like Tom Hardy. Um, oh, Tom Hardy's great. Tom Hardy's great. And I think he'd be a good... Um, Eddie Brock in a better movie someone I I read a comment once um, I think it was on Instagram or something like that but this version of Venom would fit really well with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man oh yes it would yeah and I wonder like it was there any kind of like there was a script floating around since that time and they've just transferred it over I'd say they probably did. Like Elements Sony of had it that anyway, leak. Or people. Sony had the leak in like 2015, but they probably had some transfer over because they were going mad into Andrew Garfield before he left. Like they wanted to do a, l- a whole host of spin-offs. Oh, we all so, saw the basement in Oscorp. Oh yeah, that's what they were going to introduce everybody with. So <laughs> I mean, they've definitely had a script lying around about Venom and Carnage, and so to, I t- yeah, I think Venom, the first one, just struck me as very 2012. Yeah. And I felt like places had moved on. And then this movie came comes out and I'm kind of like, it still strikes me as very 2000 and maybe 10 or 11. Like, it's fine. It's Yeah, it's fine. But we, we have come to know so much better. And it'd be nice to see mm. that with a character like Venom. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week. We've gone through a whole host of things. A lot of sequel talk this week. Not necessarily a bad sequel talk. Um, no. But um, would you like to the, take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and then next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash heroes for higher podcast. Link to that in the description. And big thanks goes out to all of our lovely patrons over there. Thank you to Waffles Loves You and says protect trans youth. LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball. JoeRateMyHemsworth.com, click rate, click Luke, refresh, repeat, never give up, Hickok didn't, Bernie. Ray, Connor, I think we should see other podcasters. It's not me, it's you, gig. Dickhead. <laughs> Roisin, Shrodoshin Halley, uh, Ryan Satron Paint Evanson, Sean Bone Jamieson, uh, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fry on Helm Roos. Lil Dicky fought a bear and all I got was a giant croissant, Iguana McGrew, and Danny McLaughlin. Thank you all very, very much for your support. Really appreciate it. You can join all those people over there. You get access to all of those movie reviews that we've done. We have a merch shop and all of our socials linked down below. But the most important thing, just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.